Have you ever thought to yourself that life isn't fair? That other people get to do things that you want to do, but you couldn't do them. Sometimes others get to do things you wish you could do, or they own things that you wish you could have. If you're not careful, you could start to feel envious. Now, the Bible tells us about envy or jealousy and that it can cause problems. Our memory verse for today is found in James 3.16. Now, James is in the New Testament part of the Bible, and our verse today is found in chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16. Now, how do you know that I didn't make this verse up? Well, I found it in the Bible. The Bible is God's word, and God cannot lie. Now, the Bible, remember, it has two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament comes first, and that tells about things that happened before Jesus was born into the world. And then the New Testament tells about what happened just before Jesus was born, when he was born, his life, his death, when he rose again, and also things happened after he went back to heaven. Now, as I told you, the book of James is in the New Testament. Now, each book in the Bible, we know that it has chapters. The chapters are marked usually with the larger numbers, and then the verses are the smaller numbers. And that helps us to find the verse quite easy. Now, if you don't know where the book of James is, you can find it in the table of contents in your Bible. And the table of contents is usually a page right near the front of your Bible, right near the first few pages when you open it. And you can find the book of James, turn to that page number, and then you can find chapter 3 and verse 16. And that's where our verse is for today. And again, it says, James three sixteen, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James three sixteen. Envying. Envying is thinking you should have what someone else has. Now, strife is angry disagreement or arguing. The verse says, for where envying and strife is. Remember, envying, that's like jealousy. And strife, that's angry disagreements, arguing. So where envying and strife is, it brings what? The verse says, there is confusion in every evil work. They bring confusion, and they can easily lead to other types of sin. Let's say our verse again. James 3.16 for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16 So if you have believed on Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to turn away from jealousy or envious thoughts before they lead to bigger sin. Will you ask God to help you turn away from envy? And will you ask God to, to make you content with what he's given you? Content means to be like satisfied. So be satisfied with the things that you have and ask God to help you to be satisfied and not to be jealous of what other people have. But if you have never believed on Jesus as your savior, you can believe on him today. He is the only one who can forgive your sin and change your jealous, sinful heart. So we will talk about it in our lesson today to talk about how you can believe on Jesus and how he can change you. So that verse again is James 3.16. Say it with me if you remember. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16. That's right. 
God does not want us to, to have envying and strife because they bring confusion and every evil work. Have you ever felt angry at someone because of who they are or what they have? Maybe you got angry at a friend because he lives in a bigger house than you. Or maybe he has a newer bike than you. Or maybe he has a nice new backpack. Or perhaps your friend got a new puppy or a new horse and you feel angry or jealous of them. Perhaps you've gotten angry at your sibling like your sister or your brother because you think your parents treat them better than you. That kind of anger is called jealousy or envy. And the Bible tells us about a family that was full of jealous people and their jealousy, it caused some big problems. Now, the first book of the Bible, Genesis, tells us about a man named Jacob. And we've learned about Jacob. I told you not to forget about him because we're going to be talking more about Jacob. Remember how Jacob had actually been tricked and given Leah as his wife instead of Rachel? He worked seven years for Rachel, but his uncle Laban gave Leah to him instead of Rachel. Wow. Then Jacob had to work another seven years for Rachel to become his wife. Now he had two wives. In that country, having two wives, it was not really a strange thing. It was part of the custom, part of the culture there in that country. But it was not what God wanted for Jacob. God's way was not for Laban to trick Jacob or for Jacob to have two wives. That was not God's way. Even though it was part of the culture, that was not God's way. Both Laban and Jacob had done things their own way. Now, when people do things their own way instead of God's way, they sin. And you were born wanting to do things your own way because you were born a sinner. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, We have turned everyone to his own way. You see, when you turn your own way and you do what you want instead of what God wants, that is sin. When you purposely do something to hurt someone or you tell lies, you sin because you're going your own way instead of God's way and you break God's laws. Now, God is holy and he has to punish sin. He always has to punish sin. And that punishment is to be separated from God forever. There's nothing you can do to get rid of this punishment by yourself. But God, he created you. He loves you. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. And remember that thee is a word for you. God loved you even before you were born. He loves you with an everlasting or a forever love. Everlasting means forever. And because God loves you, he provided a way for your sin to be forgiven. And God had a perfect plan, and that was to send the Lord Jesus, his son, to come to earth to live a perfect, sinless life. 
But some powerful men, they accused Jesus of lying about being God's son, and they sentenced him to die. Now Jesus, he was nailed to death on a cross. He suffered, he bled, he died. God was punishing him for your sin. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. You see, because Jesus bled and died, you can have your sin forgiven. After Jesus died, he was buried, but then he came alive again on the third day after. And today he's ruling in heaven as king. He wants you to believe on him. He wants you to trust him completely to save you. He wants to help you to live God's way instead of your way. But when people do things their way instead of God's way, they sin. And Laban and Jacob had both done things their own way. Well, Jacob's first wife, Leah, she must have felt sad and angry because Jacob loved her sister, Rachel. And Jacob didn't love Leah. But one day, something happened that made Leah feel very happy. She had a baby. She had her very first baby. It was a boy. She had a baby boy. Now, if you are the oldest child in your family, then you might feel very happy too. Because sometimes being the oldest child makes people feel happy. But this was Jacob's first child. God's promise to Jacob was finally coming true. Remember that God had promised Jacob that he would have many descendants or many children and grandchildren and other relatives? Leah named her baby Reuben. And Reuben, that name has a meaning and it means see a son. Wow. So Leah had her very first baby. Now, Leah had other children too. Sometime later, Leah had three more sons. So Leah named these children Simeon, Levi, and Judah. So now she has four sons, and they all belong to Leah. Each time another baby was born, Leah was sure Jacob would love her more than Rachel. But he didn't. How do you think Leah felt? Maybe Leah felt envious, jealous, or full of strife, arguing, discontentment. She maybe felt just terrible that Jacob loved Rachel more than her. Leah grew more and more jealous of Rachel. And Rachel, did she have any children? Nope. She may have been watching her sister hold her children or play with them, or maybe Jacob playing with them, and Rachel became jealous of her sister Leah. Now the Bible says that Rachel envied her sister. Remember what envy means? That it means jealousy? Rachel even said, I'll die if I don't have children. In their jealousy, the sisters argued and they planned ways to get back at each other. And neither one was content with what she had. There was no peace in Jacob's home. Only unhappiness, anger, strife, fighting, envy. All of this happened because of that jealousy or that envy. Jealousy often leads to unhappiness, to anger, fighting, and if you have believed on Jesus as your Savior, beware of jealousy. Beware of that in your life. Maybe you have been envious of someone else. It can be easily difficult when you're jealous of someone at school or in your own family. Maybe you're jealous of one of your classmates at school because they always get better grades than you. Or perhaps you're jealous of your sister or brother because your father always takes them to the farm and not you. Maybe your parents bought a special gift for one of your brothers or sisters and you felt jealous because they didn't buy you a gift. 
When you're jealous of someone, you don't want to be kind to them. Sometimes you don't even want to talk to them. You say mean things. You criticize them, which means like you put them down. You feel upset when something good happens to them, and you feel happy if something bad happens to them. Now, instead of being happy and peaceful, you and the people around you become angry and upset. Remember what our memory verse says from today, James three sixteen. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James three sixteen. Now we need to beware of jealousy because it often leads to unhappiness, to anger, and to fighting. And there was no peace in Jacob's home, only unhappiness, anger, and fighting because of jealousy. Now more sons were born into Jacob's family. They had the sons of. Here's their names: Dan and Gad and Asher and Zebulun and Issachar and Naphtali. They had a lot of sons. Now altogether, Jacob had ten sons so far, and he had one daughter named Dinah. None of these children belonged to Rachel. Wow! Finally, something wonderful happened. God allowed Rachel to have a baby. Rachel named her son Joseph, and she said. May the Lord give me another son. Jacob seemed happier about this baby than all the others, than all the other children he had. Some of Leah's sons were teenagers by this time, and it didn't take long for them to see that Joseph, this new son, was Jacob's favorite. Now, how do you think that made the brothers feel? I think it would make them feel jealous. Well, some years after Joseph was born, his family moved more than four hundred miles back to the land of Canaan, where Jacob had come from. Rachel was expecting another baby at that time, but as they neared the area of Bethlehem, which is the area in Canaan, the caravan or the traveling group of Jacob's family, they had to stop because Rachel was having her baby. However, when Rachel was having her baby, it was very, very difficult for her. She did give birth to her second son Benjamin, but she died as she gave birth. This was Jacob's twelfth and last son. He has had twelve sons. These twelve sons were the beginning of the nation that God promised to Jacob's grandfather Abraham. Remember that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that they would have many descendants and that there would be a nation coming from them. Well, these twelve sons that Jacob had were the beginning of that nation that God had promised. You can read more about them and how God always keeps His promises in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. God would later give Jacob a new name, and that means Israel. Remember how we talked about Jacob, and that he wrestled with that heavenly visitor all night, and at the end of the night, the heavenly visitor gave him a new name. Israel, and it means prince with God. Now these sons and their families would be called the children of Israel. But Rachel had just died there in Bethlehem. Great sadness was brought on Jacob, and he buried Rachel, that wife that he loved. And then his family they continued on to Hebron, there in Canaan, in the land of Israel. Joseph must have been very excited to meet his grandfather Isaac. He had heard a lot about him, I'm sure, and he probably enjoyed listening to the stories that Jacob may have told him. He must have also enjoyed playing with his little brother Benjamin. 
The years went by and Joseph grew to be a young man. And when he was a teenager, he worked with his older brothers as a shepherd. He took care of his father's flocks of the sheep. And as Jacob grew older, Joseph was a help and a comfort to him. Now, when the oldest brothers did things wrong, Joseph told his father. Now, how do you feel when someone tells on you? Mm, I'm sure it doesn't make you feel very happy. And of course, that did not make the brothers feel very happy with Joseph. The Bible says that Jacob loved his son Joseph more than all his children. The brothers' jealousy of Joseph continued to grow. And one day, the, Jacob gave Joseph a gift. It was a beautiful gift, a coat of many colors. It was finely woven. It had beautiful colors. And when the brothers saw that Joseph had this beautiful coat, their jealousy grew even deeper because they didn't have a coat like that. The Bible says they hated Joseph and they could not speak kindly to him. Their jealousy was sin. And if you believed on Jesus as your savior, you need to beware of jealousy because it is sin. Remember our verse from earlier, James 3, 16? For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16 It reminds us that jealousy or envy and strife can lead us to every evil work. When you allow feelings of jealousy and envy to continue, you might find yourself hating others or even planning ways to hurt them. And that is not God's way for his children to act. God wants you to know that he has made you very special and has given you gifts and abilities or skills to serve him. He also wants you to love others because the Bible says that love envieth not or love is not jealous. And it also says that love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So that means that love doesn't want to do anything bad to others. When you truly love others, there's no room for being jealous or for planning ways to hurt people. How can you love others like that? Well, you need God's help. God can help you love that way because that's the way that he loves. You can ask God to give you his love to love other people. If you struggle with jealousy, pray for that person that you're jealous of. Ask God to bless him in a special way. Say kind things. Do kind things for him. When you see him, Say kind things to him. Thank God for what he has done for you instead of complaining about what God has done for someone else. You need to beware of jealousy because it is sin. And Joseph's brothers, they were filled with jealousy. They hated Joseph. They could not even speak kindly to him. And one day Joseph told his brothers about a special dream that he had had. Now when Joseph was alive and also still today, God speaks to people through dreams. Now, God knows everything. He even knows the future. Through this special dream, God was showing Joseph a little bit about what God was going to do in the future of his life. Joseph said, I dreamed we were all working in the field. We were tying up bundles of wheat. Now, Joseph said to his brothers, my bundle stood up straight and your bundles all stood around and bowed down to mine. Joseph may not have realized how his brothers would feel about his dream, but soon he knew. The Bible says, And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Who's the they? It's his brothers. They, his brothers, 
hated him even more because of these dreams. Joseph's jealous brothers hated him more than ever, and they said, Shall you indeed rule over us? Shall we bow down to you? It might seem that the brothers were as jealous as they could get, but soon their jealousy would get even worse. Their jealousy was quickly getting out of control. And what will happen to Joseph? Well, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you need to beware of jealousy because it is sin. Maybe you're jealous of someone at school or in your family. Remember what our memory verse says? James 3.16 For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16 You can let God help you be a winner over jealousy. Instead of being envious or jealous, pray for that person. Ask God to bless him in a special way. When you see them, say kind things to them. Do kind things for them. And thank God for what he has done for you. Instead of complaining about what God did for that person, let God help you be a winner over jealousy. But before God can help you to be a winner over jealousy, you need him to forgive your sin and change your sinful heart. Jesus bled and he died on the cross and then he rose again so you could be forgiven by believing on him. And if you've never believed on Jesus, then you can do that today. The Bible says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Well, that verse means that if you're willing to turn away from your sin, and trust only in Jesus and his death for you, then he will forgive you and you will have life forever with him. That life that it speaks about in that verse is everlasting life. It's life forever with God. When you believe in Jesus, God gives you that special life with him forever. It starts right when you believe on him and it continues forever someday in heaven. You see, when you believe on Jesus, God will change you on the inside so you can live a life that is pleasing to Him. If you would like to believe on Jesus today, you can tell Him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I know I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please forgive my sin and make me your child. Please change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly tell that to God, he will forgive your sin, make you his child, and change you on the inside. And if you would like to read about Joseph and his jealous brothers right from the Bible, you can find it in Genesis chapters 29 and 30, and also chapters 35 and 37 in Genesis. Again, that's Genesis chapters 29, 30, 35, and 37. And you can find out about Joseph and his brothers and how jealous they were of him. I have a new song for you this time, and we'll be playing it some other days this week as well. And it's called God's Power. Now, I want to explain one thing in this song. In the beginning of this song, it says something that I want to make sure you understand. It says, he is able to make the summer turn into fall. Well, you know how we have different parts of the year where it's a bit cooler and then it gets a bit a bit hot? Or some parts of the year it rains more than other parts of the year? Well, we call that rainy season and dry season, right? So we have seasons or different parts of the year. Now, in some countries around the world, they have seasons that are called spring, 
summer, fall, and winter. Now the summer, well, we know what that's like because it's warm and all the leaves are nice and green and everything is nice and, and fresh and beautiful, right? But then the season that comes after summer is the fall. Now fall, let me explain, in some countries, it gets a cooler temperature in that season called fall. And you actually see that the leaves on the trees change color. Some of the leaves get orange. Some of the leaves get purple or red. They change color. And then in the winter time, the leaves actually fall off the trees. And then the leaves grow back and it goes around in a cycle like that. So I wanted to explain that to you because in this song, we talk about God's power and that he is able to change the seasons from summer into fall. He is able to change the color of the leaves and how the seasons go. Just like God is able to change our season from wet season to dry season, that we see more rain certain parts of the year, and then it is more dry other parts of the year, God is able to change our seasons as well. So I just wanted to help you understand that. I hope you enjoy the song, and I'll be back next time. Bye!